Awaken Your Alpha Woman, Dr. Susanna Stoika. How to recover and heal your brain. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. New weekly Awaken Your Alpha Woman show to be released every Monday on top of our regular Thursday show. Let us know if this is something you want more of through sharing, subscribing, and leaving us a review. This format will initially run for a few months while I see if the right host is ready to take over the show and how it is received by you, the listeners. Please do reach out, share, and let me know what you think. But let's dive into this one. This is powerful stuff. All right, Awakening Round for women out there and men. Let's dive into this one. And I've got some absolutely stunning, impressive, awesome alpha women coming for you every week, every Monday for the foreseeable future. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Hi, I'm Adam Lewis Walker, founder of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one personal leadership network that is also a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tows and Tactics to Thrive, and also a TEDx talk, Awaken Your Alpha, How to Rise Up. You can see a theme here, but please do check these out. If you like the talk, if you like the podcast, you will love the book. The book is the best of the best, and it's available on Amazon. This podcast is brought to you by The Talk Accelerator, helping thought leaders increase influence, income, and impact by achieving their talk. If you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talkaccelerator.com. How to secure and smash your own TEDx talk. You can also book in your complimentary idea clarity call there to talk through any potential ideas you may have. Get to the podcast. Okay, this week we have Dr. Susanna Stoiker on the line. She is a healer, speaker, author, inventor, engineer. She's a multiple best-selling author of books around brain injury, cooking after brain injury, heal your brain, reclaim your life, how to recover and thrive after concussion. So you can see why she's made it to this show. It's a really good fit. And we've never really dug deep into someone who's recovered from brain injury and how potentially this could help and affect your life. So firstly, Susanna, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Absolutely. I am ready. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. No worries. That was a reasonably brief introduction. I want to just dive straight into the the origin questions because people will recognize, much like my accent, you've got an accent too. Where are you originally from? Where are you speaking to us from today? And like, how did you get to this point as a multiple bestselling author with books like Heal Your Brain, Reclaim Your Life? Please tell us a little bit about the origins. I was born in Romania in a very famous part of the country, which is called Transylvania. So my yeah. original language is actually Hungarian. I didn't know Romanian until I was five, and I moved to the capital city. Um, I, am, uh, I, wor- I wrote a lot about brain injury because I started up by having a keen interest in how the brain works. I was mesmerized by how the brain works. Uh, that ended up to be my PhD thesis. I uh, designed a computer which uh, was working with brain cell-like uh, elements. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, co- it currently, it's called neural nets. And uh, I also designed later on in life expert systems which model the way an expert thinks. And then I discovered that I was a healer. Uh, on top of being an engineer, which was quite shocking at the time. And uh, while working as a healer, I I figured out that the easiest thing to work with for me was the brain. 
And then when I had my own brain injury, I also found out that many healers cannot even detect brain injuries. And when I had my brain injury, because of that, because I couldn't find anyone to help me, I decided when I am going to come back, I will do two things. One, I will uh, do my healing practice completely with people with brain injuries. Yep. And I am going to write the books to help people recover from brain injury. And the book to contain both my experience as a healer working with brain injuries and as a person who had to recover from brain injury. Well, let's dig into that. You talked about your injury and it's obviously it's a major part of your life and kind of like an awakening moment in some ways, but you, you, was, um, you was working for Ford Motor Company. Tell us a little bit about obviously going from someone who's not got or had brain injury to then this situation that happened with you? I was working for a motor company designing the design and test strategy for body electronics, which means the electronics which are visible to the driver, like uh, windows up and down and speed control and the door locks and so on. And uh, I was one of about 700 people, uh, internal consultants in Ford uh, all over the world. Uh, to balance my uh, left brain, I was doing a right brain activity in a medical practice. I was uh, working as a healer, helping doctors to diagnose complicated illnesses. So I was able to tell the doctor, this happened first. These are the tests which you should run and you will find it. And that saved a lot of money for the people who, were, who I was working with. And also I practiced as a healer. I worked as a healer. And then one nice day in February in 2000, uh, I was demonstrating for a doctor from another practice uh, what I was doing as a healer. And when I locked the doors, there were two doors, one for the doctors and one for the uh, patients. I, uh, going from one door to the next, I slept, uh, I was a slip and fall on ice. From standing position, nothing on my head, fell backwards and I knew that at, uh, it was about 11 o'clock at 12 patients would start coming and I could see everybody going on that black ice and falling one after another. It's the ice which can, you cannot see. Yeah. So very confused I went and I bought uh, some salt to put down and I was extremely careful and still I had another fall. Oh, and uh, at that point, I I went out. I was out for a while. So was it was the second one that really did the damage, the serious damage? Yeah, they told me that because uh, the first one pulled my my muscles tightened, my neck muscles tightened, and pulled my back uh, my head back. The second was uh, the worst. Uh, actually, I could hear my uh, skull bones uh, moving against each other. Oh. It was really bad. So I, I have no recollection how I got home that day. And uh, I knew from my previous practice I had to do everything possible to get out the, the stress from my body, which was caused by the accident. Luckily, because I was working in alternative medicine, uh, a friend who was doing Feldenkrais immediately did Feldenkrais on me. Another friend who was doing uh, chiropractic uh, realigned my back and told me to be on ice for the rest of the weekend. It was a Saturday morning. And I didn't have any pain till Monday. 
when I came home from work, I was very, very busy at work, couldn't uh, turn my head. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I don't even know how I got to work and back. The pain started and it was excruciating in my whole body. And it was, there were years to recover my memories, to recover my eyesight, to every bone had to be put back in place, including fingers and toes. And the uh, palate, the bones in my palate were, uh, were on top of each other. Uh, my skull bones had to be replaced. My ribs were uh, on top of each other. The diaphragm was stuck up. It was a mess. Whoa. Yeah. And I couldn't read because my uh, optic nerve was involved in the accident. Yeah. And the eye muscles. As someone who's obviously very smart and very into the brain before this anyway, how aware of all of this were you? Because obviously you were not your normal self and you had a smack around the head. How aware were you of all of this that was going on? Obviously you talk about it now and you're very aware of exactly what happened. But at the time, what, what was, were you out of it to the level that you didn't understand quite what was going on? Or talk to us about that. I, I knew that I was in trouble. Uh, that's all the extent of the trouble was uh, discovered actually over the years. I didn't remember anything of my childhood for 12 years. Wow. And yeah. we, we spoke just before the interview, you, you've had a chance to see my TEDx talk and you said you related to the fact of kind of just, you know, just get trying to get better and like hitting that rock bottom point. Talk to us about yeah. the struggle and where you are, because obviously literally in the pinnacle and like really on it and then going right down to kind of ground zero, especially in a brain sense and having to start again. Talk to us about how long it took you to get back to the point of obviously like speaking to someone like me and explain all about this and, and really feeling like you've recovered. And I know your whole mission seems to be about recovering and thriving, which really is spot on for this show. So talk to us about that period. And when, when was the darkest day in this whole process? Uh, as you were saying that uh, in your TEDx talk in awakening your alpha, I had to awaken my alpha. Mm. Uh, I still remember uh, one day being a, at home alone, windows were closed and uh, uh, darkened, and I, I felt totally lost, and I felt very low because I became from the main support of the family, basically a dead weight. And uh, financially, we were in real trouble as a family. Yeah. Because my salary was very important to survive. I relate uh, to coming, becoming a dead weight. That's definitely how I felt, a dead weight. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. At that point, I uh, said, uh, it's no point. I, I am... I am better if I am not here because I am, I am just spending uh, our family resources. I spent a lot trying to get on my feet and nothing was helping. One was sending it to the rest, to the rest. And because I had a frontal brain injury, I couldn't uh, discern. Uh, I didn't have a stop to, yeah. to stop me from doing it. And uh, I also couldn't figure out what is more important and what is not important. So if somebody told me go and do this, I would do it. Yeah. 
at that point, I had at that lowest point, I had to decide to. For two minutes, I thought about ending it all, and then I thought, wait a moment, I have a son, and that wouldn't be so good for him. It would be for the rest of his life he would carry this. So uh, I decided that was the point at which I decided, yes, I am going to to fight this, which with whatever I know as a healer and uh, I will put together a program for myself for recovery. And one of the things that I did, I did puzzles and mazes. Uh, in the beginning, I couldn't see more than from a maze than one inch by one inch because of my eye being affected. So it was really difficult. I, I bought children's puzzles and I wasn't able to make them and children's mazes. And I worked slowly and I had to, I always, my, all my life, I used to push myself. I, as an engineer, a woman engineer in my profession, which was high tech, I was, I am a computer design engineer by uh, training and I worked on developing the VLSI technology, which eventually allowed iPhones and I, iPads. Uh, I wasn't, there weren't too many women, so I was the model of, yeah women so i felt very responsible to really be good and i decided i will i will fight my way back and that was the point of uh, that changed my life again it took me 10 years to figure out the recipes to the cooking after brain injury easy cooking for recovery and it happened because my family was complaining that they don't have the good food I used to cook. <laughs> I love it. Like a real need there. That's it. They're upset about that. It's funny. I had to figure out a way to cook for somebody who, who has problems following steps and forgets steps if you talk to them while they are cooking. A brain injured person is very important what you eat. You yeah. have to have nutritious food, non-allergenic food, it's very, the brain is very sensitive to allergies, uh, especially after a brain injury. Putting together your own recovery program and then, but then taking the next step to really kind of go and do all these best-selling books. And also, you know, you've been invited to present your insights into brain injury at Harvard, your experiences and what you've learned from that. When did you take that step from not just helping yourself to wiping it, widen it out to a bigger audience to obviously help others based on what you've done for yourself initially? Uh, I started writing the book, Heal Your Brain, Reclaim Your Life, uh, while I was recovering. Mm. Of course, I made notes and I never found them again, but I started writing. Uh, that pushed me forward quite a bit. I wasn't able to talk uh, immediately after uh, accident. I wasn't able to remember words in any of the languages I speak. I speak fluently three and I can read a few more. For 10 years, I was uh, a total basket case. I, I couldn't read for uh, about four years anything. Then when I would read, I, would, I had a window of about four words when I started. I said, in that scenario, what was the most frustrating piece for you personally? Was it something like not being able to read or not being able to cook properly to start with, having that was something you excelled at? What was the most like small, mundane or thing that really, when you think about it, really got to you that might not have got to someone else? I lost my willpower. That was the most frustrating. 
um, I lo literally lost my willpower because of the brain injury. But also, uh, if I tried to push myself, I would actually regress. So I had to oh, learn not yeah. to push myself, uh, not to make myself tired, because I would f then for days I wouldn't function properly. Wow, that shows how important recovery is, and yeah, not overdoing it. Um, I want to definitely touch on some like real specifics. So people are listening to this and think, well, they don't have a brain injury. How can they like get something out of this? But you know, I think it's really important to know sort of along the sort of the first aid in case of a brain injury. I, I know you talk about stuff around, you know, to limit the most damaging part, the injury to, to the brain. Can you just talk us almost like a, a quick kind of tips guide in, in if you have smashed your head or you know someone who's whacked their head and you're thinking, okay, well, let's be cautious. Can you talk to us about, you know, the, the, some, uh, just a few insights around that? One of the things that people have to know is that not the brain injury what happened at the moment is the most uh, devastating. The brain swells mm. after the brain. Imagine the brain is like a ball bouncing against your skull. It's free moving. So it, when you hit your head, it will uh, injure the part that you hit and the opposite part too. And many times, in my experience, about 80% of the time, people don't even realize they are injured because uh, uh, swelling is not visible in, in normal tests, which is a CT scan, the MRI, uh, and might be, usually the doctors look into your eyes and they can see if, they, if it's swelling, but if they look too soon for some people, it's not visible yet. Yeah. So it's very difficult to do the diagnostic at the right moment. So because of that, it's very important as soon as somebody has a, a brain injury, if you, are, if you are dizzy, if you have problem with light, if you have problem with sound, if you uh, have problems with smell, either detecting the smell or the smell is very strong, you perceive it stronger than normal, probably you have a, a brain swelling. And in order to reduce the possibility of swelling, uh, it's highly recommended that somebody uh, goes and rests with minimal input, which means reduce the sound, reduce uh, uh, no TV, of course. Uh, that's very, uh, the flickering of the TV is very bad for, for the yeah. brain. Uh, no uh, heavy foods, uh, preferably uh, greens and uh, smoothies. So it's very easy to digest so the brain, so the system can work on dealing yeah. with the brain injury. And uh, no traveling. So if you have to transport somebody, just let the kid lie down in the back of the car with his eyes closed and be that way for the rest of the trip. Yeah. It's a good idea if you have a kid to have in the house uh, rescue remedy it's a homeopathic and if you uh, give every you can give it every 10 minutes uh, 15 minutes 20 minutes you can't overdose you can if you have the drops you put it under your tongue uh, it has to be taken between meals uh, or you can buy the spray and then you can spray on top what, of the what head. is in this rescue remedy 
rescue remedy actually come from Britain. It uh, was designed by Dr. Bach. These different remedies, uh, which are extracted from flowers, are still made the way Dr. Bach prescribed to be made. And they are very effective, specifically the rescue remedy is a combination of several of his uh, flower remedies. And it's especially good for stress. Mm. So if you have a trauma or yeah. before an exam. I was gonna or, say, when you said it's good for stress, I'm thinking, oh, there's a lot of people gonna be like, oh, I might not have had a smack around the head, but I've definitely got some stress. So would you, I mean, something like that, cause I, I was gonna ask, is it, you know, other applications or can it help with kind of everyday life on occasion yeah it's very good for for stress it's very good for uh, if you have a trauma any kind of trauma i know you talk about like uh, improving one's cognitive abilities after brain injury but you also talk about how to improve one's cognitive ability at any age can you just talk to some of the maybe simple mistakes people make that affects their cognition oh the the major 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 mistakes that people don't realize and especially older men and women they don't drink enough water and the reason for that is that uh, when you get older you have uh, problems with continence so they decide i don't drink water i don't have a problem right it's a good point Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Very long. I have seen yep. people who, who they thought they are starting to have dementia and I could see their brain being dried up, literally. I can see inside the body mm. as a healer. And when they started drinking water, guess what? They weren't starting to have dementia. They, <laughs> they started to get hydrated. Yeah, they needed, they needed some water. <laughs> yeah, that's one. The yep. other thing is uh, not moving enough. You don't need to run or uh, do uh, very uh, stressful exercises. Yeah. Just walk or go for, for some water exercises that are very easy on your body. You can't move at all. You are in a wheelchair. Put your wheelchair outside and breathe deeply to oxygenate your body. Uh, I am in that senior year years and i have seen uh, older people many older people who don't eat well yeah. they don't feel like cooking anymore they are alone it's boring to cook for oneself and they stop eating properly you need to have at least one big green salad a day if you want to keep healthy yeah. that does two things it gives you the chlorophyll which is uh, very close to the structure of uh, our hemoglobin. Only the calcium is replaced by magnesium in flower, in uh, greens. And also it gives a roughage. Uh, our system uh, slows down as we age. So we need more roughage in order to circulate the food out of our body after it's digested. Another big mistake people do when they age is that they slowly uh, lose their contact with the world. In part because their friends die off, but also because they feel they are not what they used to be, they don't remember, they are ashamed that they forget things. And guess what? If you do uh, stay away from people 
actually you will get more of those symptoms. Yeah. And what I discovered when I had brain injury, when I wasn't able to do too much, I started doing, I started volunteering and I found out how healing is volunteering. It's amazing. So I'm going to start to wrap this up now with the alpha round. Is there a particular favorite quote that really sums up your approach to life? If you're into quotes at all. I would say never give up. Is there a particular book, and it may be two books, either one that was really impactful for you at any stage in your life, and it could be before the injury, after the injury, obviously your own books, we have them linked in the show notes. So there may be a particular book outside of yours that you think is a really good book in terms of brain injury or brain healing. Uh, I found out a, a very interesting book about uh, brain injury, Dr. Skyers, uh, the trauma, the emotional trauma. One part that people don't uh, talk too much is the uh, social implications of brain trauma. And uh, when you are, you are traumatized and you don't take care of it, Dr. Skyer talks about uh, the fact that the trauma spreads. Is there a particular resource that you think is worth mentioning that you either think is not widely known or maybe is not used in the way you mentioned? And already, I think that um, that formula you mentioned earlier, um, the healing one, I think that's a great resource. But is there anything else that jumps to mind? People should go and check out if they think they have a brain injury. They should check out with a healer, a craniosacral practitioner or a healer who is specialized in brain injuries. Because you can have a brain injury lurking under the surface. You kind of get more tired than other people. You kind of forget. You don't think you have a brain injury, but suddenly you have a, a big emotional shock or you have another hit to your head yeah. and it comes up. Mm -hmm. I had a case of a young fellow. He was 29 years old. He started having epileptic seizures out of the blue. And what happened in his life, actually he had a lot of stress because his family wouldn't accept his wife because of religious reasons, wouldn't accept her. So he was in, under a tremendous amount of stress. And he started having these epileptic seizures. And when I saw him, I said, you had when you had, I could feel that his skull was uh, chipped and I said did you have a brain injury when you were very young and I touched the place and he said no I said okay usually people when I touch the place uh, people remember within 24 hours so I continued working and removing the trauma from his brain and next day he called me up and he said yeah I remember when I was four years old I was in India and the way we cooled off as kids and families, we went out on the roof of the house and we would run around as kids. And I was running with my cousins and I fell off the roof. Yeah. And I had, uh, I remember having a lot of bleeding. Yeah. And I said, look, you have a chip, chip skull. He said, no, because I had all the, uh, 
all sorts of x-rays and they didn't find anything. So I told him which is the angle they should have the x-ray and they found it. Wow. And he was already on epileptic medication, maximum dosage, and they couldn't give him more. And he still was having seizures. And we worked a handful of times and uh, his seizure stopped. But it was re-triggered by uh, a stressful situation. And I find it again and again. Vital, vital episode. Yes, they should definitely should. And on that note, what is the best way they can connect with you or continue this conversation or find out more? What's the best way to connect? The best way to connect, if uh, it's uh, through my website, they can send me an email uh, via my website. It's a lot of information on the site itself. Uh, what's your website, just for people to hear that again, remind them? Very easy. Healingbraininjury.com Perfect. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time today. I mean, is there anything left? Because it's an important subject that they feel like you wish I'd asked or you feel like I've missed it, something here. Is there anything else you'd like to get off your chest in closing? I would really encourage people not to give up. If you have a brain injury or if you are a parent of a brain injured person, continue looking for solutions. There are solutions. It, It took me... 15 years till I was finally able to publish my books. I started publishing books uh, four years ago. In order to be prepared for a brain injury, to help the doctor better diagnose the brain injury, and in order to figure out if you are losing your marbles, so to speak, (laughs) it's a very good idea to to take logic puzzles, uh, these regular puzzles, and uh, literature, pieces of literature, uh, do the puzzles mm. uh, with somebody next to you. Yeah. Write down how long it takes, how you do it. So if you have a hit to your head, you can test uh, yourself against it and test about five, de- five to seven days after you had the hit. Yeah, that's really... Because uh, then, then... It's a good practical tip. I mean, on, on that note as well, I was thinking... What are your thoughts on uh, chess and playing chess? Because I love chess and my son's really into chess. So I've been playing quite a bit of chess. Would that help my brain keep its, keep its sharp? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a very good game. Awesome. Well, Susanna, it's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. This podcast is brought to you by the Talk Accelerator helping thought leaders increase influence, income, and impact by achieving their talk. The Talk Accelerator program, how to secure and smash your own TEDx talk. If you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talkaccelerator.com. You can also book in your complimentary idea clarity call there to talk through any potential ideas you may have. What is your idea worth sharing? I'd love to hear about it and I'd love to speak with you very soon.